Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here. Gaia presents Gaiasphere Event Center Immersion Regina Meredith (laughs) Hello, oh my God. Hello, good morning. It's so wonderful to see all your faces. I live in a little world where there's nothing but a floor director and a little camera lens. And so for me, that's reality. I never get to see your faces, and it just makes me so happy because now I'm seeing the face of Gaia, which is you guys. So I wanted to ask a question right off the bat. How many of you think that you're operating most of the time off of your free will? Five hands. (laughs) How many of you think you're operating off of deep, deep programming? Yeah. Okay, good. We're on the same page. In the beginning, it was the gods. Whatever happened to you, it was none of your fault. It was God's fault. Then we upped it a little bit. The gods came in and said, oh, yeah, you can make a decision. But if you screw up, we're punishing you. And so it ultimately rose to the point where this one line, I wrote it down because It's so true. Freedom of the will allows us to say, I could have chosen and done otherwise. If you're just going to go away with one thing in the trenches, that's the one thing. There are three types of empaths. And when I think of an empath, I think of it as a gift, right? It might feel like a curse at the beginning when you don't know what's going on. But when you get a handle on it, it becomes a gift right? Like most things. And you're going to realize that you really can't escape being an empath. You got to embrace it. And the way it works is if, if you walk into a store and somebody can debilitate you, right? That's one person affecting the entire store. Guess what? Once you work on your energy and your presence, you become that one person. You walk into a store and guess what? You lift everybody up. So if People can absorb energy negatively. They can also absorb it positively. How many of you guys are knowers? Curious. Cool. Wow. Gets deeper, right? Now there's feelers. So now you can be going throughout your entire day. You're like, la-di-da-di-la. Oh my gosh, where did that come from? You think it's yours. And you think you're going crazy because you're like, I was just fine a second ago. Now I'm feeling this. Oh, why didn't I not shift? Do I have a limiting belief? Is it some sort of trauma? What happened? Where did it come from? Now, the third one is what really threw me off. Embodiers. This one's trippy. This one's like, oh gosh, like, you know, there's more. When you make decisions based on energy and emotions and thoughts that are not yours, then you'll create a life you don't want, right? But when you know who you are and you're clear and you're focused, you'll create a life you want. Each morning, this is what I do, I'll stand in front of the mirror and I'll take either a pendulum, a crystal on a necklace, any earth element will work and I'll hold it above my crown 
and see which way it's going. If, if it's spinning the op, you know, counterclockwise, it's a little bit off. If, if it's going clockwise but really big circles, it's a little bit too open and I need grounding. And if it's going back and forth, that's an indicator that the chakra is closed. So you can try that in front of all your chakras. It's even better if somebody else does it because it's somebody else's energy. You know, but don't be like, Oh, all your chakras are closed. <laughs> like, try not to do that. Be gentle. I am the comedian medium after all. So, yes, I used to do stand-up in Boston. It was wicked awesome. Okay? So you'll hear with your voice, so you're driving down the street and you hear, look over your shoulder, look over, you get a feeling. What happens with spiritual guidance, whether it's your loved ones in spirit, your guide, you know, higher beings, they will nudge you until you listen. Speaking of that, I was at the supermarket and there was a woman over here going and waving and I was at produce. This really happened. And I looked over, yes, and she's like, I'm sorry to bother you, but my brother just passed away. Do you see him anywhere in here? <laughs> and it just came out, you guys. I said, he's at the deli. <laughs> so she took her car and she was like, <laughs> let's flex your intuitive muscle. Are you ready, everybody? Okay. I'm actually going to fill the room with the color. Nice deep breaths. And open your eyes. Who got purple? When you're bringing in someone that's passed and you start to feel how they passed, yes. I've like blocked it because it just scares me. So how do you get through that? So for me, I allow it because I know that it's not mine. When I first started, it was scary. I was like, am I going to get this ailment? Am I taking on that energy? No, because I'm firmly grounded in my mission. Let go of fear, right? But I'm going to ask you when you do that, just know this goes in and out. This goes in and out. This isn't mine. And is mom passed for you? Yes. Okay, she's coming in. My mom passed when I was No, don't tell me. Oh. No feeding the psychic. Do not feed them. So you're going to tell me? Yes, I'm a medium. I love that. Sorry. I know July is significant, and I heard you're an excellent mother. She's definitely with you. Lots of love from the heavens above. Elizabeth. Thank you. Clap for her. So... Are we living in a multiverse? Are we living in a reality in which there's not just one version of reality? And more importantly, if we are living in that type of reality, can we do something about that? And can we then take our consciousness and apply those skills to get into a better version of reality, a better timeline? And the answer for me is yes. Whenever you have a problem in trying to understand the universe, the, the answer is that whatever it is you're looking at, it's not moving, you're moving. Time is not something that's written in stone. The faster I move away from you, the faster your time goes relative to mine. If I start moving close to the speed of light, one hour for me might be 100 years for you, you know, because I'm moving. The universe is not moving. And when you look at it that way, then the only conclusion you can draw is that the universe doesn't exist 
unless we're there in it, engaging in time. Now, I started out life as an investigative reporter. I mean, in my 20s, I had hidden tape recorders and I was busting baby selling rings. That was my work. And I kind of segued over into science and spirituality because I was curious to find out why spiritual healing works. Are we talking about a tiny little effect, a subtle thing like affecting a quantum particle? Or are we talking about curing cancer with our thoughts? So I started this thing called the intention experiment back in 2007. Anybody take part here? You will. I figured it was going to be a nice little effect, like somebody massaging your back, getting a facial. That's not what happened. This is what happened. The lame were walking. One woman had regular insomnia and had slept like a baby. Somebody else had depression and said it was completely lifted. And someone else with cataracts said their eyes were 80% better. So I'm thinking to myself, what? So would you like to try it? Okay. Connect, hold hands. Take a deep inhale, a deep exhale. Let's just hold on to that intention for a few minutes. Long story short, I have a lot of pain. And it's like I had put my finger in the outlet. <laughs> and I could feel everybody's energy coming to me. I have not been without pain where my hip and rib touch for a long time. This is a miracle for me. <laughs> Thank you. It really is. Thank you. Fabulous. Well done, group. And one of the great secrets of this work is when you bring two opposite polarities of energy to move into and through each other, it creates a gate. It creates an opening. So all this was discussed in the Gaia series, but now I want to put it into a much larger context to open up new opportunities and new possibilities for us to understand just what an incredible temple we actually have with the body, both physical and subtle. And by circulating this field around your body, it creates a force field so that what they call the sick chi from the other person cannot penetrate to make you sick in your energy field. So this takes us to things like the law of attraction, Law of Attraction became very popular a number of years ago because of the video that was made called The Secret. That basically, if you think you have it, you have it. But there's still the problem that comes up all the time. How come it works for some people and not for others? Well, it's not just the centers in the head that are involved in a manifestation process, because all of the chakras in the human body are a microcosm of the greater energies of all the planes around us. So what you'll find is that if a person has only activated the energy around their head, their energy structure is sometimes jokingly referred to as a lollipop. They have a big energy field around their head and a little stick of an energy body because it's like, I don't want to deal with that solar plexus and that sex chakra and that base chakra. That's too low for me. I just want to deal with this stuff up here. You want to manifest these things in your life. You need to not only be able to create the thought form of it up here, and move it through the emotional body, etc. it has to ground all the way down to the sex or sacral chakra and the base chakra. Join world-renowned experts on transformation at Gaia Sphere Event Center. We're listening to the world as opposed to listening to ourselves. Get insights, inspiration, and practical tools that support your personal growth. 
It's your brain power and the potential that you hold that you haven't used yet. Connect, heal, and grow. To love, to trust. To bring us to this new level of awareness. Into this state of oneness. Tune in and watch live for Gaia's first ever global streaming conference. Click the link in the description to start a journey of transformation. Or visit Gaia.com slash events plus for more information. My topic today is transcendence and the light body. I can't think of two concepts that are more important to our time right now. And I woke up this morning in my hotel room here in Boulder, and I whisked back the curtains, and there's majestic view of the flat irons. Just took my breath away. Pulling back the curtains, of course, that's an apocalypse. That's a lifting of the veil. And I know all of us have had that moment where you know, we suddenly peer through, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> What's happening? We're in a different world. That, that's, that's transcendence. It's a biological feeling. It's a physical expression of our quest for ascension. So let's begin about 1350 BC with Echinaten and Nefertiti. What we notice with Nefertiti is that there is no hand at the, at the end of the ray going right into her third eye or her pineal gland. She seems to have a direct connect. And, and that is something that we find reflected in many of the divine masculine, divine feminine teachings, that it's the feminine side that's often the receiver. The masculine side is saying, oh, you know, we've got things to do. What do you mean we're going to sit here and inhale some oil and we're going to receive the divine light? You know, we've got, we got a job to do, Nefertiti. And she's like, just, just relax, open your third eye. Just, just let it in, right? As a mythologist, I was trying to learn simple systems, and the way I started doing that was by reading different tarot decks. And in the tarot, the ultimate expression, the ultimate aim of the path is symbolized by the sun card, which represents joy, prosperity, and happiness. And for probably the first 20 years, maybe, I never noticed that rainbow ring that they're standing in. It's one of those, when the student's ready, the teacher appears kind of a thing. It had always been there. And the message here is that in terms of the light body and these moments of transcendence, they're, they're all around us. We don't have to go climb a mountain to have that experience. We don't have to go live in a cave for 20 years to transform into our light body. It's like me opening the shades of my hotel room window this morning. Unless I, if I stay in the dark, that's one experience. But when I open the shades and have that moment of apocalypse, that's where the transcendence comes. How many of you feel today there's too much information and too little time? How many of you have books on your shelf that you haven't read yet? And it becomes shelf help, not, not self-help, right? I promise you in this session, you'll get at least 20 things that you could do when you leave here that will make your, your, ba- your brain better, and it'll lead to a better life. So many people act as if they're a passenger of their mind as opposed to, like, the pilot. And so my message for people is really that limits are learned. The human brain doesn't learn best through consuming, consumption. It learns better through creation and co-creation, right, and cooperation. So let me put this as a test. Can you stand up, please? You're like, oh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> so the goal here is we're all going to do our best ability to memorize this number, okay? Yes? 33. 33, 42, 26, 13, 11, 44. How many single digits are we up to now? 30? I can't see the numbers, right? And they're not up here on the screen or anything. All right, I need some energy here. (laughs) All right. Two, one, five, six, 
Okay, three, three, four, two, two, six, four, four. Thank you. Thank you. So I do this really, really quickly, not to impress you, but to more express to you what's possible. Like think about this sphere, right, Gaia sphere. Imagine it's like a magic memory circle, right? Where we leave all the other beliefs outside and just at least for a while we're here, you're watching this, there are no limits. Because the truth, like it's not even the sky's the limit, our minds are the limit. Because there's no limit to your imagination. All right, guys, see you later. The only place I get to sleep on the job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say good day to you this day of your time. How are you all? All right. First of all, we would like to thank each and every one of you individually and all of you together collectively for the co-creation of this interaction this day of your time. We understand that many of you are now exploring different ideas and understandings and perspectives of consciousness. And we would like to deliver to you a practical toolkit that you can apply in your physical reality experience to create the effects in your life that you prefer. So just like you might receive an instruction manual to operate a piece of machinery, the idea is that if you follow the instructions as precisely as possible, then the machine will work as advertised to your advantage. The idea is that existence has a structure. And if you understand that structure, you can use that structure to your advantage very easily. So let's start with number one, air. After about 11 of your days, give or take, if you don't sleep and most importantly don't dream, you usually start to break down your mental facilities. You can actually go insane. You have to understand that physical reality is just a projection of consciousness. It isn't real unto itself. The experience of it is real, but physical reality itself is just a projection. But because of the kind of projection you have assumed it to be and created it to be for yourself, you need to recharge, reconnect to your spiritual self on a regular basis. In that dream state, you are re-energizing the batteries, so to speak, of being able to maintain a physical projection because physical reality isn't real. And the first clue that physical reality is not exactly the truth or the reality is because physical reality deteriorates. That which is real never deteriorates. I was in my backyard, five, six years old. I look up in the sky and there's seven, eight ships that just hovered there above me. The very next thing I remember is waking up in my bed, um, thinking, where did I just come from? All right, well, this is quite common. You had an encounter. You lost what you call time. And when many of you have had these kinds of experiences and experience what you call missing time, The rate at which you remember these experiences, whether the memory comes back in a dream or whether it comes back in your waking state, is actually utilized by many extraterrestrial beings to determine when you're ready for more contact. Does that help you? Yeah, now is this something that happened for a reason? No, no reason at all. Okay. Yes, of course. (laughs) How 
are you all today? It's a great event. I don't know if all of you know my story, but if the doctors were right, I would be dead right now. The last day of my life should have been February the 2nd, 2006. I actually had end-stage cancer, terminal cancer, lymphoma, that had spread throughout my body. And I had tumors the size of golf balls from the base of my skull in my chest all the way down to my abdomen. But what happened is that I went into a coma. And while I was in the coma, I felt as though my soul or my spirit left my body. And when it left my body, I felt incredible. And I felt enveloped in this ocean of just love, just pure love. I want to speak a little bit about shifting the spiritual paradigm. The typical spiritual teachings of the past do not work for empaths. So going back to my little story, when I was really sick, a spiritual guru actually said, oh, this could be because of your karma. You need to erase the karma by doing good work. Here's the thing. I had spent my entire life being of service <laughs> and doing good work and being a doormat and a people pleaser. And so now to be told that, oh, it's my karma. I need to erase my karma by doing more good. I literally had to martyr myself to death. I needed the opposite message. A spiritual teacher empowers you. A spiritual teacher needs to tell you that you need to do what it takes to make your energy bigger. So people who struggle with making money for themselves, who struggle with doing anything for themselves if other people are suffering, these people have a very diminished ego and it's not healthy. It means you can't separate your own needs from other people's needs. And that's not egotistical. The people who need to learn to repress their ego, you think they go and sit at a spiritual seminar? No, no. So the wrong message is landing on the wrong people. We need our empaths to be wealthier. The reason why the world feels out of balance is because the ones who are not in service to others, who have less or no empathy towards others, have no issue making money. I would rather see a rich empath than a rich, ruthless person. Much rather. So, <laughs> when you follow your joy, your passion, find what you love, do things that bring you pleasure, as a sensitive empath person who's working on expanding their energy, you are actually contributing to the whole. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com and watch interviews, movies, and original series, all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia. Watch. Belong. Transform. Transform.